0: We are back in the studio today. Back in the Blake, studio. good to see you again. Man, it's good to be here. And uh, you brought a guest with us today, uh, Thad. Nice to meet you nice this morning. Nice to meet you. Too. Um, I guess my first question, right out of the gate, we do have a lot of guests that, that Blake brings on, but um, how do you know Blake? And I see you wearing the ARC Realty shirt, but uh, what's your involvement with ARC and, and what do you do? <laughs> well, uh, Blake and I work together
1: uh, in our ARC office in Hoover, and I am the managing broker there. So basically, I try to help the agents do what they do better, Uh, try to give them platforms to do their business in an easier, more efficient way, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, Try to keep them out of trouble if things, you know, sometimes things get sideways in this business and not by anybody's fault, but sometimes Mm -hmm. just the circumstances get people sideways and I try to straighten those out or at least help.
2: Yeah,
0: is there an example you could give of something that goes sideways that maybe that would involve your <laughs> How uh, much time do you have? Yeah, is, <laughs> is,
1: every day. I, you know, I think the biggest thing that we see go sideways is when um one party wants to get out of a contract. Uh we have uh you know two parties, have a seller and a buyer and at some point something causes one of them to decide I want out of this. Typically it's the buyer. The buyer says I no longer want to buy the house because of x and somebody wants to keep the earnest money every single time. Even if it's a legitimate reason to get out of the contract, uh, sometimes the seller wants to keep it. Um, but that's usually that's our biggest, biggest issues right now. Okay.
0: I know that when I purchased a home, um, it was a pretty quick process. We didn't, unfortunately, I didn't know Blake at the time, otherwise, I would have absolutely used Blake. Um, but uh, you said earnest money, so that's usually when, um, explain to that, w- what is that and, and, and why is that? become a contentious thing sometimes uh, so, uh,
1: basically earnest money is when you have a purchaser um when they make an offer on a property they put down some money that says hey you know we're
0: for i am su- serious yeah I we're, keep
1: this. we're here here's some money we're for sure going to buy the house so you know take this as us saying yes you know we're serious we want to go forward we want to go to the next step that's okay. basic. it's basically
2: like this. putting up collateral yeah, it's like sure. hey it's not it's that's not good. extra it's going to go towards their down payment but it's saying hey i'm serious usually we'll see around like one percent of the purchase price but in the crazy market we've seen in the past couple of years people might put down big numbers Dude, that's, that's huge cash. numbers yes yeah, so um, i can
0: understand if you get out of the contract yeah like, yeah to
2: an extent it can be kind of a a false security to a seller because you've got contingencies in the contract that legally allow the buyer to get that back if you know, financing falls through or for inspection goes bad. But the a lot of the fires and stuff that, that that has to put out is both parties, buyer and seller, have to sign to agree to return that to the buyer. Even if the contract just is very, very clear, they're getting out of the contract for this re- because of inspection, they're in their timelines, it's got to go back to the buyer. If that seller just wants to be a jerk and be like, no, I'm not going to do it I'm not signing that, it, it's, it can go to court, right? Yeah, it and can. So. And, and I think what we're
1: seeing now with the way this market is and how – you know, fast things work, and when you have a really good house, and you have 15 offers on the house or something like that, and somebody comes in and says, you know, I'm going to put $25,000 earnest money down, and, you know, five days later, they decide, oh, I don't like the inspection, I'm going to walk, well, there's been 14 other contracts that walked away, and typically what the seller is real unhappy about that, because he could have taken the next contract, which could have been almost just as good, and, they've lost all, the seller's lost a ton of momentum. Mm, and sure. that's where the seller, that's where the contention comes from the seller, even if the buyer had the right to do it. You know, it does impact the seller in a negative way by losing that momentum and having to go back to some of the other offers and say, ah, oh, this didn't work, so will you come back, please? Mm-hmm. So it puts the seller in a, not as strong as a posi-
2: in a position to sell. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, the seller can't sell. Well, Thad, this is where I need, uh, he's, he's my question answer so if if a seller so in that 15 offer scenario if the original the the first buyer backs out and the seller says no I'm not going to give up your earnest money and they're battling where it goes that seller can't sell that house until they get that resolved right uh for the most
1: part no uh but there there are there are times that yes they can still sell and because you can still the contract could be null and void but you can still battle over the who gets the earnest money. Mm-hmm. So it just really just depends on how things were set up and what the reasons were and what the seller and buyer are arguing over. Yeah. So, you know, did you really have a contract? That's a lot of times we really don't have a contract. You yeah. Know, we have, they've given us earnest money, but we didn't complete what the contract said to complete. So mm-hmm. eh, or we really didn't have it in the first place. So uh, most of the time, no, the seller couldn't, shouldn't sell the house mm-hmm. uh, until that's resolved.
2: Yeah. Which, so a lot of times it's just better for the whole situation for the sellers to say, all right, short term, let's just let this go, give it back to him so we can move on to the next offer and get this chapter over with. Yeah,
0: so. But I guess uh, the take-home point, there is a pre-contract, I guess, to the full-blown contract that you bought that you would sign in the purchase agreement um, just for earnest money? It's part of the yeah. original. Yeah, okay. it's, it's part, part of, of the original. original. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so sign the paperwork, I guess, is yeah. what I'm hearing. Well, <laughs> I'm the biggest thing an is,
2: you know, make sure you've got someone buyer and seller side advising you who knows what they're doing. And that's where having a good agent comes in. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Well, how long have you been part of
0: ARC and, and kind of, how did you get
2: into this?
1: Uh, that's a long story.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how far back (laughs) we want to go. I'm an old Um, guy. Uh, Well, I want, so this past week, um, we, so, uh, we we talk about systems and structure a lot on this podcast. And and so that is always, he, he, embodies that with his business and how he runs ARC and our brokerage and and our office and so he's up there every morning early and we're usually the first two in there for the first hour and a half in the office and so the other was it last week we were talking about um some some stuff on on my team and um just about the the foundation and fundamentals of getting started in real estate And, and then he started talking about his story and all the stuff he did to really build a business um how many years ago? I mean, I'll let you, uh, I'll divert no, to you. And
1: well, we're uh, a little over Did you start Arc Realty? No. You're no, not the guy? Not. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, am I sitting uh, here t- with the CEO? T- t- <laughs> Tommy Brigham w- w- was the founder there. And I've been with Arc now, I think, for seven, eight years, somewhere yeah. around in there. I've uh, been in business for a little over 25 years. Okay. Uh, some, somewhere, somewhere in there. I don't want to go any further than that. But um, it's funny because we had one of our top producers uh, speak to our uh, office on Friday, and she did almost $60 million worth of business last year.
2: Which is crazy. It it's is, like it, more
0: than a lot of offices.
2: Yeah, tot-
1: and wow, you know, it's man. funny, though, the things that she does, the the bottom line daily activities that she does are no different than what I did 25 years ago. Uh, they're, they're really just the same. Mm-hmm. And
0: so you're planning of, to do $60 million next next no, year. No, no, <laughs> no,
1: <next> <laughs> <quarter>. <laughs> well, I, I would love that. But, you know, really, it, it all boils down to, you know, being in front of people and doing the right thing, you know. Uh, how many people can you be in front of and tell them what you do for a living? And then when you get that opportunity to work for somebody, do a good job. You know, it's simple, mm. and that's what Blake and I were talking about. You know, what did I do when I first got started? And I mean, it goes back to you know making phone call after phone call, knocking on doors, you know, calling for sale by owners, calling expired listings, just putting myself out in front of as many people that I think that might want to buy or sell as I could possibly do. And that's what we were talking about, how people, they're looking for, you know, the next internet lead, they're looking for the next silver bullet, the next, uh, you know, contact management system, uh, you you know, the next whatever, where it's really just simple. You know, how many people did you talk to today? How many people did you let know that, hey, I help people buy and sell real estate? You know that's that's basically what it is. Uh, you know we're kind of advertising machines is what mm. we should be. Uh, and you sounds know, like it, yeah. Well, well, and we get so caught up in you know the next shiny technological you know tech, technology yeah. thing. You know, yeah, you know, Facebook and, and Instagram and TikTok, all those are, are are cool and they're they're great instruments for doing what? For getting your name in front of people mm. and letting them know here's what I do for a living. So. Yeah, you know, it is just not not as complicated as people want to make it.
2: Yeah. It's well and, and I think people like a lot of people getting into the business, right? It's kind of a hot topic to it's the barriers to entry to get into um, being a realtor are pretty low from a cost and time standpoint both and I think that's that's changing, that's a different topic. So when you're looking at it and there someone's a brand new agent, they come in and say, "Okay, what do I do?" <clears throat> For me, like I started out with like $0 so going and buying spending six to eight thousand dollars a month on leads on zillow wasn't an option for me and so it was what are the activities i can do and, and this is it, same thing for that is like what can i do that doesn't that cost me time which i had a ton of when i started because i didn't have any business but didn't cost me any money or cost me very little money because i didn't have any of that and it, it is it, exactly what he just said like you can pick up at your time i think he said you picked up the phone book and just started start at the top and just would yeah. call for how many hours a day and and that's all free things to do, but it, it's hard things to do. It's, and so people aren't just willing to put that work in, they wanna buy, um, they, they wanna throw money at a system that's like the new thing that is kinda looked at as, hey, this is a, a way to not have to do those things. Mm. And it's, while they can work, they're just, I don't think, as effective to build a long-term business. Sure. It so. sounds like you know, they just want to put their name in a database or something
0: like that and just have yeah. the clients yeah. reach out to them versus the other way around. Yeah. So going and hunting for yeah. those clients. Looking for
2: something like a replacement for the yeah. um, picking up the phone. Yeah. right?
0: you got to do the work. And I mean, yeah.
1: When I got in business, I was, it, it's kind of how Blake and I are very similar. When I got in business, I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. and I had no money. So I didn't have a choice, and I had to, I had to sell. I mean, I had to put food on the table. Yeah. So, you know, the the easiest thing for me to do, and it was free, was pick up the phone and make phone calls. Um, and basically, you made phone calls until you got an appointment. And, you know, it, it, you may get an appointment on your first call. You may get an appointment on your 50th call. But every day I came into the office and I made phone calls until I got an appointment. And people, you know, it's weird, you know, especially nowadays, people say, you know, you, you were calling strangers. You know, there's different, but. Yeah, I was calling strangers because I was, you know, 25 years old and I didn't know most of my friends weren't buying houses yet. Mm-hmm. So I had to find somebody that was going to sell a house.
0: Yeah, literally, literally surfing through the Yellow Pages, just yeah. going alphabetically. Well, Yeah, ba-
1: yeah basically <laughs> back, back then we had this thing that's called a crisscross directory. You know, nobody had cell phones. Okay. I'm really dating myself now. <laughs> you know, nobody had cell phones. Everybody had a home phone. So there was a directory that had listed every street in Jefferson County and on that street it listed the the owner of the house their name and it also had their home phone number so what i would do is i would go street by street and i would start you know basically do streets in hoover bluff park vestavia you know uh pelham that kind of thing and i'd i'd pick streets and i'd call those streets until i had a had an appointment
0: so no way to whittle down like uh who was selling, who was buying, who was looking to move, nothing uh, like that. Yeah. Just cold calls. Oh, uh, you had no clue. Yeah. I mean. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: Yeah, you, you we didn't have, you know, we didn't have systems back then that would that could tell us, you know, you know, they've been in their house for 7 years and they're likely to sell. So I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, oh. we've
2: got to do that now and kind that of going back question, to like, yeah. all right, what if I was brand new kind of having the knowledge I've got now but going in with not not a ton of money to invest into into something. There are, through the MLS and through a couple not, not super expensive platforms, you can go in and, and find lists of people who have been in their house for a certain amount of time who have X amount left on their mortgage in, in relation to the value of the home, so how much equity they have. And you can get pretty strategic on who you call or whose door you knock on and, and probably eliminate or maybe, down a little make, bit, make yeah. it a little bit more efficient of, of a thing. Um, <clears throat> one, of the thing and one, one thing that I, didn't, I never really did a ton, I did some, But you said you did, I think, every weekend or every Saturday for over a year is just go and knock on every single door in the neighborhood. Here's who I am, here's what I do, here's my card, right? And it's just, and that's like, it's free. It takes a ton of time, but it's just getting your name out there and being consistent. And I mean, just, I I would imagine like if, if there was one neighborhood, let's say there's 500 homes, and I went and did, you know, 50 homes a weekend and just did that every single weekend for two years. It's like, I'm going to get some business. Sure. I don't yeah. know how much. I don't know how, when it's going to happen, but I'm going to get some business.
0: I host a barbecue at my house every Saturday. You're yeah. invited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, come by. <laughs> make that initial investment. Hey, if it would work, I would have done it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but still, you, you still got to get out, and you got to make phone calls, and you got to knock on the doors. And I think for, for me, it was kind of one of those things. Where, you know, Michelle Kramer, who was the top agent that came to our office, talked about, you know, she kind of specialized. And mm-hmm. my area was I kind of – Bluff Park and Green Valley and parts of Vestavia that you know basically where I grew up in and those are the areas that I for sure went knocked on the doors Mm -hmm. and I would hand out flyers and that kind of thing and it was just more of a consistency and getting the public and in those areas getting them used to seeing me and getting them used to seeing my name.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: A lot of times when people get ready to sell they don't necessarily know why they remember you but the key is that they remember And that's kind of where where I was. Heck, when you don't have any, you know, when you don't have any buyers, you don't have any sellers and you're in the real estate business and it's Saturday, you need to be doing something Mm -hmm. that's productive. And, and, you know, I don't know if that was the most productive thing I could have been doing with my time, but it was something, you know. Sure. And that's kind of what I try to tell the the younger ages getting in the business. You know, what are you doing today that could be productive for your real estate business. I mean, are you previewing houses? Are you learning the inventory? Mm -hmm. Are you taking somebody for coffee? Are you, you know, making phone calls? You know, you just said it. You know, nowadays you can kind of pinpoint and get a really good list of people that are more likely to sell than others. So why aren't you calling these people? Mm -hmm. You know, why aren't you at least showing up at their house? You know, hey, I'm here, you know? Um, Can I help you some way? You know, that's, know, that's just part of the business that people you know, have kind of forgotten about. Yeah. You know, why are you not getting in front of these people? So, you know, that, I I think that goes back to, you know, that everybody wants the easy, you know, here's the system. You know, the system has all these leads come straight to you. Well, no, it doesn't. Yeah. You've got to pick up the phone and you've got to go to them. Yeah. You know, that's the difference. You can't be passive uh, and wait for things to come to you. You've got to go get the leads yourself Mm -hmm. you know go after them even if you're being given leads from the internet or something from zillow you still have to make the phone call yeah you know and it's not one phone call sometimes you have to make two three four five phone calls to the same person yeah you know it's not oh they said they didn't want to sell well they talked to you maybe they want to sell tomorrow Mm -hmm. you know maybe they want to sell next year you know keep calling keep Keep being in front of.
2: Them. Well, and that <clears throat> so you see a common theme of consistency is is necessary here, and it's crazy. I mean, that's something I struggle with all the time because you know, shiny objects and I get distracted, and maybe I have ADD. I don't know, but um, that consistency it, it applies to everything. And so, you know, Rachel's a physical therapist, my wife, and I've I I got into running a couple of years ago. I've had some knee issues, whatever. I finally found pinpointed the issue, I didn't, uh, uh, she did, and uh, found what the issue was and gave me exercises. And I did them for like two days and I went and ran and it still hurt. I'm like, what the heck? Like, this isn't working. Done with <laughs> and this. And yeah. she's like, no, two you got to do it for a month, twice a day. And it's like, oh, it's consistency, yeah. right? And so it's like, that's not, this is not like a new concept or only independent to real estate. Like, it's just that consistency and picking. So we, we, I kind of spoke like all the shiny objects and new systems out there are bad they're really not what's bad is not being consistent in a single one for a long period of time so you can probably pick majority of any of those systems that come out and do it and succeed in it but the problem is if you do one for six weeks another one for two months another one, you just you're just never it. building that momentum and so you really got it going so that's something that when when i kind of shifted my business three four years ago and tried to focus on growth it was picking just a couple activities, and it was you know, making at least 10 phone calls a day and one social media post a day, and just being consistent in those things, period, mm. which, which were both free things for me to do. So it was easy to, to stomach that, quote-unquote, cost of time, but it was just being consistent, and that's what changed my business. Yeah. I,
0: I wonder how much of it is like a – this is my own brain th- talking, but uh, how much of it is like a cultural thing. You know, especially at the height of the pandemic, uh, people became very um, – not agoraphobic, but just like very stuck in their own private ways. And and examples of that are, are, you know, people door dash their food now. You know, um, people – I've got friends that if I call them, they will not answer. If I text them, they will fire right back. (laughs) You know, it's almost like a social anxiety type deal, just like that face-to-face interaction. And I'm curious, you know, people just getting out of college or or high school or getting into this industry – how much that affects, it's like, well, I don't want to call people, I want to email everybody, or I want to, you know, message everybody through this app, or yeah.
2: something, I don't necessarily want to go, I'm
0: definitely not going to go knock on doors, <laughs> yeah. who the heck does that, like, that's crazy. Yeah, well, to an mean?
2: extent, you know, and I think an agent, part of our job is to be somewhat of a chameleon, and be able to communicate to your, your target market, or your client, the way they like to communicate, and so it, it there very much is a Discrepancy of how I communicate to someone my grandparents' age versus a first-time home buyer who's twenty-two years old. Like they don't, they. You want can reach to, me on TikTok. Right. Yeah. If you yeah. knock on my yeah. apartment. I will not answer yeah. the door. Direct man. message <laughs> me through TikTok only. That's the only. That's I'm the answer. only yeah. way. <laughs> do not call um, me. But th- there's a lot of truth to that, and so you'll see, you know, agents who come in and and just say, uh, and, and I've been guilty of this, of like it's easier for me to fire off a text real quick, and so like I may do that to a client who hey, I'm pretty much phone call only and I don't get an answer <clears throat> and I'm like oh oh oops I got to go back and call them real quick cuz you know it's just really converting and ta- and making our business um, apply to and, and give the best service if you could be an effective communicator then <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it <doesn't> seem, <laughs> it's easy
1: effective and consistent yeah, effective yeah, and that, consistent that's the key See a thing, yeah and that's i have agents come me say hey I'm going to send a, uh, I'm going to send a postcard out to a 1,000 people in, in Russetwood, say. You know, I'm like, well, hold on. Wh- wait a minute. Why don't we send 100 postcards 10 times? Yeah. You know, because that's going to be 10 times more effective than that one postcard you're going to send. Cause I, I, and I've seen people do it. They'll send 1,000 postcards out, and then three weeks later, they say, well, I didn't get anything out of that, so it doesn't work. Yeah. So, hey, let's, let's pinpoint, specialize a little bit more. Let's pick four streets, and let's send a postcard every month for the, for a year mm-hmm. and
2: you'll have a better opportunity to be successful yeah that's so good because i i was that person i was and it's expensive to send out a thousand postcards yeah. i mean it's it's thousands of dollars sure and i've been that person of like okay i did it once I'm out of money, so I can't do it 10 more times, um, yeah. and I got nothing from it, so I just wasted a bunch of or money. Or if
0: something else is successful, then you focus all your energy there. Yeah, or yeah, oh, that
2: didn't work, all right, what's next, yeah. right? and it's So, so yeah, the, the rifle approach versus the shotgun approach is, is so much more effective. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and, and you said something, you know, since the pandemic. You know, since the pandemic, I, we've really seen studies that have said, you know, the, the personal phone call, a personal note, you know, uh, postcards, people are opening their mail again. Yeah. You know, for the longest time, snail mail was no good, you know, because people were getting so much. Now people want that, mm-hmm. you know, through the pandemic when they were stuck at home, you know, heck, a card in the mail, that was a big deal.
0: Mm-hmm. Got the stack of junk mail, I'm actually going to go through yeah. it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I
1: don't have anything else to do. <laughs> so, so um, you know, it still goes back to the basic things uh, we'll, done consistently will be successful.
2: Yeah, you know. yeah, absolutely. Um, awesome. Well, I want to talk a little bit about, um, so you kind of heard his origin story, um, but when I when I got into the business, um, that was one of the first people I met, and so I joined a brokerage that ARC, ARC maybe not even existed at the time, mm, it, it may, it was just, how long has ARC been
0: around? Uh, about 12 years. Have 12 we years. talked, I don't know if we talked about that, yeah.
2: okay, wow. So it, it got, so it's got a long history, you said Tommy Brigham started it, who yeah. started Brigham Williams in the, what, eight, early 80s. Yeah. Um, became Realty South, which is a pretty, you know, yeah. a big name in town, and then um, sold that in 2005 to a national um, group, I guess. And then he started ARC um, 2012, 13, maybe. Cool. A little history lesson <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So that's the – so, um, and, and when he started, when Tommy started, he brought a lot of, like, the very, very well-known agents and, and top producers in town. So there's a long history and, and a you know, long long um, – a lot, of, a lot of knowledge in that ARC foundation, even though it's kind of a newer company, so it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool story. But, um, so I guess it was getting started about right when I got in the business. Like we've talked about, I didn't know what a realtor was. I just picked the office that was literally closest to my parents' house where I was living because I just needed to put my license somewhere. Still not knowing what a realtor was. Um, somehow, I got a transaction. It was a 90, I remember it was a $95,000 lot on Shades Crest Road, and it was a, a friend's sister. And the closing was coming up. I, you know, I think you helped me through like what paperwork was and how to get to a close. Again, knew nothing. Oh. And um, the closing day was coming up, and I was sitting in the office. I was so excited, super nervous. Had no idea what what was about to go down. And oh, I was wow. like, I've "Never done this." Yeah, I was like, "Dad, I've got my first closing." And he's, I mean, top producer. Like he's running ninety to nothing. He's got all kinds of stuff to do, and helping me benefits him in no way at all. Yeah. Um, but I was like will you come to closing with me like what if they ask me something that I have no idea what the answer is and he was like boom let's go like not no thought about it the question and and so like that kind of just mentorship and leadership just spoke volumes to me because when we got to closing we just sat there and did literally nothing and then that's what you're supposed to do as an agent at closing and if you're if you do something as an agent at closing that means something's wrong Uh oh right so yeah so you want to be kind of just got all my you're just there. ducks he's the a cal- You're
1: really the calming force. Yeah, you
2: know? yeah. Yeah, he's like, if again, if you do something in closing as an agent, something's wrong. Um, and so it would have been super easy for him to say, literally show up. All your ducks are in a row, I made sure, like, just go, you're good, call me if you need anything. That would have been, like, a super easy answer. But instead, he was like, boom, let's go, no problem. Like, didn't hesitate. And that just spoke volumes to me, and so when he... Um, not only joined ARC, but became the broker of the Hoover office it was like man that's a no brainer like that is a perfect leader great mentor like the the way he just modeled his business and like m- has mentored and is now basically a, the mentor slash boss slash counselor for for our office Therapist. he's just yeah. a good yeah. I'm definitely position. not the boss
1: <laughs> <laughs> y'all run the show
2: so. yes yeah, so, uh, but i don't know just like awesome guy and, and the way he's he's done his business and and uh, mentors everyone at Arc and and me is just awesome so um, I don't, if I've ever told you, thank you. Well, for you're all welcome. you do. <laughs> I, you
1: know, it's one of those things where, it, most of the time, I really don't think I go to work. You know, <laughs> I I love what I do. I mean, that's why I'm there early every yeah. morning, um, and just really, uh, I love the sales part of it. But I even love the broker part of it even more because mm. I love seeing people be successful. Uh, one of the greatest things in the world is to see an agent come. From the bottom to get started and slowly see that momentum start to take hold and start seeing that success, um, and that 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 kind of thing to me is just you know it, it's as good as you know winning a contract or, or getting a good listing that you know is going to sell quickly mm-hmm. and doing a good job for them, but doing a good job for y'all and helping y'all be the best you can be, uh, is I mean there's really to me there's nothing better.
2: Yeah. So one of the cool things about ARC and why I joined it so. Um, fast forward I, I was at that brokerage for three months and then i um, got introduced to Bo Beavis, who is um, one of the or was the main broker and is now one of the, or was the owner of Arc, one of the owners of Arc um, met him and met with Tommy and saw that you know any brokerage to an extent will just yeah, we want you as an agent come in you 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 know you 'll pay us our office fees and maybe you 'll sell some stuff and make us some money so it's as an agent, you can pretty much go anywhere you want but Tommy was pretty specific on the type of culture and type of agent that he wanted. He was being more selective, or, or selective at all, um, mm-hmm. on who he let in. And He that, just
0: want an army of drones. Right, know, yeah, and yeah.
2: Um, and, so, and, and that's reflected in the, the culture and character of, of ARC and each agent there, but also the numbers. So if you look at, okay, well, even if you're a top producer, and this is something that Thad's done and done pretty well with our office, um, exceptionally well, is being pretty selective on who he lets in as an agent, and I think there are people that produce a lot of volume that probably just weren't a great fit for our office, and, and done a good job of just kind of letting them know, hey, thank you, but no thank you, because we're trying to, we, we've, I mean, we're a family, a 60-strong family of, and it, anyone's there to help anybody else, and there's no, um, I was going to say there's no competition. I'm very competitive, so there, there a is some com, there's a lot of there's competition. Lot. I think there's a difference
0: between competition and, like,
2: maybe ego. Or yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's – There's yeah. no prima donnas.
0: Yes. I think
1: that's probably good. the best way to put it. Absolutely. I think there is a ton of competition, competition and I love that. You yeah. know, you want competitive people because it, it does make it fun. Yeah. Um, but there's really – there's nobody there that puts themselves above everybody else. Yep. So, Yeah. You know, that, and I think that's a, that's a good thing. Um, you know, and, and every, you know, there's a place for every realtor, and every office has its own little culture ecosystem mm-hmm. that, you know, and some people just don't fit, you know, their mentality doesn't fit. Maybe their goals don't fit for what we're trying to accomplish. So, you know, there, nobody's, you know, really don't have a lot of bad people in our industry, but we have some that, that do their business a different way that won't fit where we do it. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of, I think have we've, we, we've kind of got our own little thing, our own ecosystem that that kind of works well
2: yeah and and one of the things tommy told me when we met 12 this years ago was um i forget what verse it is but it's do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit but consider the other but in humility consider the other person greater than yourself and it was hearing is that, that the
0: mission statement on the wall you know, i mean it kind of it, is. It <laughs> is yeah it really is. and
2: it you know it's one thing for someone to just say that to you in an interview to you know, try to say this is who we are. Yeah. But to watch that be actually lived out yeah, through the walk. walk. Yeah. yeah. I mean it, it truly is and, and that's you know, that's why it's that's why I have it memorized is because like I heard that then, I'm like, uh oh, you know, that's cool, but is it real? And it is. And and that's truly how every agent operates and it's kinda like his I don't know, his interviewing process, but it it's probably something along the lines of do you walk that walk of that verse? And if you don't, this just probably isn't a good fit for you. Mm. And and that's who and that's the office um kind of atmosphere and culture he's created. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, it's cool to get a little insight into what you guys do and um I've heard Blake say it a million times and I guess you really reiterated it by saying, you know, I love you love what you do and I've heard Blake, you know, I asked Blake if you had 10 million dollars would you still sell real estate? And he's like, "Yeah, I think I would, you know, I just love doing <laughs> he's it." He's kind of so. good at it, too. So, yeah. Okay, so it was really cool hearing about um, what you guys do on a day-to-day, and, and I've heard Blake say it a million times. Uh, he loves what he does, and I, I've kind of heard you say that too, so it sounds like working at ARC. It's a really cool experience, and um, really appreciate you guys coming, coming by and hanging out with us. Nice to meet you. Nice um, to meet you but before we get out of here, um, uh, Blake has recommended a lot of books to me that I've read uh, about finance and um, investing and, and just really cool stuff. Is there anything that you might recommend or any tips you might recommend for anybody who's looking to get into this business? You
1: know, there's so many, there's so many really good books about real estate and selling in general out there uh, and selling the right way. Uh, One book that I've always loved is uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, uh, The Little Red Book of Selling. uh, The Little Red Book of Selling. Yeah, it's it's an easy book to read, but it kind of gives you a really good mindset of, of, what we talked about is, you know, making the phone calls, you know, doing the thing, doing the things you need to do on a daily basis to be successful. Uh, it's one of many good books that I would recommend, especially to somebody that's new to the business. Mm-hmm.
0: Is it real estate specific or is it more general, like uh, just sales in general? It's
1: more general s- sales. Okay. Uh, so I think it can apply to, you know, easily apply to real estate, mortgage, that kind of thing, uh, anything close to this kind of indi- industry. But uh, it's uh, really good sales in general book.
0: Okay, cool. Awesome. Well Blake, good to see you again. Good to be here. uh, Nice to meet you, Thad. And until next time. Thanks good. Thanks.